and welcome. This is the KM Lobby Show. We're here to help you find out more about what's going on in the world of knowledge management. Today, co-hosting with us is Monica Denise Perrin, based in England, and Janetta Guelli, based in Italy, and myself, Edwin K. Morse, based in the USA, brought to you by Pioneer Knowledge Services. Everyone, we're at another Knowledge Management Lobby, otherwise known as the CAM Lobby Show. Our executive producer, Janetta, is here. Our co-host, Monica, is sitting over in Spain or Portugal or somewhere. And I'm Edwin K. Morris. I'm your host, co-host, kingpin, (laughs) whatever you want to label it. But we're here to talk about knowledge management with our guest, Alexandra. Alexandra, could you please welcome the audience to yourself? Hello, everybody. Olá a todos. I'm Alexandra Bela Corsa. Uh, I'm a knowledge manager in Portugal, Lisbon, at Servo de Associados, which is a law firm. Servo de Associados é uma sociedade de advogados em Portugal. And I've been a knowledge manager since uh, 2013. I have a law degree uh, in the Faculty of Law in Lisbon University. Uh, I also attended a master's degree in forensic legal sciences and a post-graduation studies in criminal law. Actually, now I'm attending also a post-graduate studies in civil liability law and a post-graduate studies in enforcement law, compliance and corporate responsibility, all in the Faculty of Law in Lisbon. I'm here to talk about knowledge management and to share my thoughts with you in English or in Portuguese. <laughs> well, thank you, Alexandra. <laughs> thank it you. sounds like you've been doing a lot of law. Like you're you're just like you've got law like coming that. out all <laughs> over the place. What I like I like to learn. You like to learn. Yes. Well, Janetta, would you like to uh address Alexandra with your first question, please? Absolutely. So thank you very much, Alexandra, for being with us today. Thank you very much. My pleasure. My first question is uh how knowledge management uh, is seen in a law firm in Portugal? A few years ago, I believe knowledge management was seen as a disregard function. And nowadays, and from a couple of years, probably five to ten, it's been increasing the importance of uh, knowledge management department in Portuguese law firms. Medium and large law firms, they all tend to have knowledge managers and they all tend to give increasable and more important role to knowledge managers. That's what I can share with my knowledge and my networking with other knowledge managers. Is there a specific reason why law firms in Portugal have adopted knowledge management and maybe other countries have not? Do you have an apparent reason? First of all, we still do have some change resistance. And as you know, resistance to sharing some matters that may be of extreme confidentiality. I believe uh, the main problem for the task of, of knowledge managers, but still with not also with uh, the development of new tools, technology tools, but also with the increase of new lawyers, younger lawyers working with new tools brings us close together because knowledge management role has lots of of tasks on the back, not only 
to provide and share knowledge, but also to improve and increase the new tools with technology, automated digitalization. Increased collaboration. That's what I can hear. Have you yes. seen, and you must have seen, lots of new initiatives that are coming through to support that collaboration? Can you give me an example of some of the initiatives that you've been running or you've put in place in the law firm that has kind of tried to bring people together, join people up? To join people, yes. For instance, one of the things we try to do is to implement annual calendar of training legal and soft skills. It brings us together because not only use is, is a way of saying we use our knowledge because it's our lawyers that present those training sessions, legal sessions, and brings us together because they expose their work to new colleagues. They transmit their knowledge. Also, we have been having an increase of informal relationships between lawyers and younger lawyers, senior lawyers, and knowledge managers. And that brings together all the company, not only gathering in certain situations, such as training, but also it brings us together with the information from legal documents that senior lawyers can share much it's easier task orientated, than isn't it? it's, it's a reason for coming yes. together. It's either you're doing onboarding or you're doing, you're reviewing documentation, you're looking at the new clients. You're, you're starting to do the formal and informal. So you must be working quite closely with learning as well. So you, I, I, I used to partner, I used to, I used to partner with internal departments, partner with, you know, learning or I part with marketing. Are you doing a lot more of that? Yes, there's a better performance between the several departments. And one thing that knowledge management and being a knowledge manager brings together is all the departments, human resources, marketing and communication, all the lawyers, executive commission, because we're all working for the same. We're trying to achieve efficiency. Uh, we're trying to achieve effectiveness between all the work that we can compile, which is shareable for everybody. There's of no course, boundaries yeah, inside the company, of course. Yes. <laughs> Janetta? Yeah, I have another question because you were speaking about having a sort of resistance still between lawyers and especially from the partners and, and the younger. Do you have the situation or maybe in your company and the law sector in Portugal in general, if you know, this sort of resistance is still uh, the whole, the partners uh, to stop knowledge management to flourish? Or is there any other uh, reasons behind? What do well, you think? I think the resistance is decreasing mm. uh, more and more every day. I think in my experience in Servlu, I'm not quite sure of reduce of uh, resistance, but in Servlu in, in the Sociados, uh, I tend to, to feel a reduce of resistance and feel that they better understand that the sharing knowledge is just a, a bonus for everybody. It's a win-win situation. But still, of course, there, there is still some resistance, for instance, for law firms, big budgets for knowledge management, because we do need budgets for training, for new technologies. That's what makes us go forward and look for new views. And the budgets are still a little bit short and it does cut our, our wings, you know. It's hard to, to stand updated with the, the growth of all the technological tools and uh, that the world can provide us. 
automation tools, artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. It's a step-by-step growth, in my opinion. There are many companies, at least according to my knowledge, that in Southern European countries are still reluctant to adopt knowledge management, especially in law sectors where there are a lot of conservatives partners. So it's very good that Portugal is leading in a certain sort of way. This new era of knowledge management. I wouldn't say leading, but <laughs> in Southern European countries. But then there was something that you told me, you told all of us about having a very low budget. So I'm wondering how you deal on a practically speaking on a daily basis with the low budget. How do you compensate the lack of money for pushing knowledge management initiatives, uh, can you give us a couple of examples of how you overcome? We do understand, we knowledge managers, we do understand that we have low budgets. There's still internal resistance. So we try to prove every day that our work is needed and we try to make it better every day and share it more and more every time. The one thing I try to do is to create lots of links with everybody create no barriers between communication with the knowledge management team. We do have a system inside the company where we nominate certain lawyers from each practice area that will serve as a link to knowledge management to bring us the information and the needs and the pains from those departments, from those areas, and also to be the voice, the department to knowledge management. And I try to open the door, the window to everybody. I listen to everybody. I connect with training lawyers, with associates, with partners, the same way equal, and to make them comfortable with knowledge management. Because some of them don't know what's knowledge management for? And I try to inform them about that. I try to share all the documents with them, the doctrine. Then they understand, I think, that the more I share with them, they understand the database, the knowledge database has got a lot of documents they can look for. And lawyers love lots, <laughs> lots of documents they can look for and doctrine. You know, it's a motor, mm-hmm. and that's that's mainly what I what I try to do. I try to bond with everybody. Alexandra, out of the three main functions of knowledge management of people, processes, and technology, what is your strongest suit, and what needs the most work? Well, my I think the the needs for the most work is certainly technology, because it's the most expensive. It's difficult to choose because we do have lots of offer and it does take a big part of my days uh, looking for, I'm not a a technology expertise, but, and I do spend lots of time hearing demonstrations of uh, technology and so on. That's, I think that's the- the, That's probably just about every organization out there of trying to understand And this is just one of those things where it is so scary to make a decision based upon what salespeople tell you, because it's, it's unvetted at that time. If you don't have the resources and an IT that can take a sandbox approach and go test something just to see what it can do or what it can't do, 
So I understand that, and I think a lot of organizations are in that same boat. And it is something that is scary because you're not just making a decision for today. Exactly. You're trying to make a decision that will help for the next five to ten years to adopt and adapt and, and manage your growth and sustainability. That's a big yes. issue. That's, you know, that's not just buying a car or something. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things to consider. What's the best part of your organization? Is it the people yes. or the processes? I think it's the people. We do have a culture of sharing. We do have a, a culture of proximity. We, we do work as a family. We are not a, a big lawyer firm. But we are a mid lawyer firm. We have about 100 or so lawyers. But there is a sense of community, you know. And that's why I think uh, this connection and, and people are, are very important. And that I think it's the best part. That is a gift in and of itself because that's usually what stirs up the culture positively or negatively is that element. So you can have all the processes and technologies you want, but... It'll still come down to the people. We are Latin, you know. It's it's easy for us to bond. What? What? Wait a minute. What? I agree. No, I agree. No, no. I'm just saying when we put our hearts to it, you know, uh, we we look up for each other's shoulders. I mean, it's it's a, a good sense of kind of family. Uh, it's, that's it's nice. That is very cool. Is that why knowledge management is so easy to do? <laughs> Well, well, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say easy because sometimes <laughs> I, when I enter the elevator, the lift, I don't know if it's yeah. American or, or British English, uh, <laughs> I should speak. <laughs> but when I enter the lift and somebody sees me, they say, Oh, Alexander, I forgot to send you something. And I say, Oh, it's okay. Take a break. I'm not a police. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm the one calling every, sometimes it's not an easy position to be into because I'm always the one saying, Hey, remember we talked about this. Please send me this. Uh, hello. Good morning. Just a kind reminder. So hello. It's okay, please <laughs> don't kill the messenger. If we take it naturally, we are not. I try not to be a very, very difficult person. To really? Remember. You're not difficult? Huh. I try. Uh, no. Uh, huh? I, I am sometimes. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Personal, oh, in oh, person. yes, yes, yes. Personal, <laughs> yes, absolutely, yes. I try to be as most professional as I can. Okay. Um, knowledge management tasks to develop and bring together all the knowledge we can share. One thing that worries us too much is the sharing. I mean, we have to, to evaluate all the technology before we decide we can share with this platform, with this uh, supplier, because we don't want to break the trust of our clients. That's mostly one of the difficulties about deciding uh, about technology. Oh, I was actually That's gonna a big ask, risk. Because we all have levers, right? So whether you're using the new regulations that are coming in, the new ISO standards, yes, the yes. new cyber, as a law firm and as a knowledge manager, you must kind of see how you can use those levers in a positive way to support the governance process. Because you wear two hats. As a lawyer, you must be going, oh, we need everything sanitized and reviewed and are you sure you want to do it? But as a knowledge manager, you want to go, actually, we need to use this lever to get more sharing happening. How do you go forward yes. with that contradiction in your role? 
but the contradiction is also good for me to understand both sides and and to make them understand that in one hand we do have to keep confidentiality on the other hand we do have strict rules for sharing documents so it's a cultural thing we are lawyers we must comply with our bar association Mm -hmm. rules you know so Mm -hmm. code i mean we do have some difficulties to bring all the knowledge together to share it, but we do understand we perform. You have to move to cyber. We have to move online. We have to move to the cloud. So you must be able to, in your internal processes, start to embed some of these cultural ways Mm -hmm. of sharing. And I think that's probably how you use your both hands. I try to use my both hands in that sense. We do have IT team, which is a great, great help. I mean, if it weren't them, yeah. I couldn't perform my tasks, of course. We do have to rely on them to evaluate the best technologies. What I can do as a knowledge manager is to provide them to the IT team. I mean, if we do invest in a certain technology, we try to understand if it fits to a law firm. And especially if it fits to a law firm, if it fits to a Portuguese law firm, because there are a lot of American, Latin American, especially North American technologies that they do not fit to our our RGPD's code, for instance. Interesting. And basically, Alexandra, what you're doing is uh, also being a negotiator between what you would like to have and what you can really have. So you are in the middle, you are a facilitator, which at the hand is a huge portion of what a knowledge manager does in an organization, Mm -hmm. bringing all the people and all the needs and the requirements on board and into the table, and then deciding, depending on the industry where you work, what is really needed and what is possible, not only in terms of budget, but also in terms of regulation. So this brings also to another question. And in the recent years, you know that we had COVID and the pandemic that in a certain way disrupted the knowledge management function or maybe not. What do you think? Was this period of COVID much more difficult for knowledge manager in Portugal and especially in your company? Or maybe it was like, oh my gosh, thanks God we had this pandemic to push a lot more knowledge management function. It did bring us a difficult times for everybody, of course. Uh, we as a law firm, we always try to adapt to different situations in terms of practice areas. We focused on different areas, law areas, than we did previously because they were needed, they were required. In terms of the knowledge manager function. Our times uh, did come because everybody did realize that knowledge management was important. Alexandra, do you think the client relationships, the where the main pain was, or was it the internal organizational peer-to-peer? Where was the, the most discovery of the new methodology of how we can work? Was it more with the client facing or internal? Internally, we did adjust I think very easily, as we are a mid-sized firm and all the culture is almost a family, a big, small family. I think it was very easy. We we created some some rules and uh, we did uh, create some processes to work together. I think 
in general, in Portugal, everyone tried to struggle a little bit with relationships between their clients. It was very difficult to meet clients online. We do need face-to-face -face meetings, and the clients did suffer from that. We tried to assist them the most we could, but face-to-face -face is, is very important. And was the difficulty in that relationship building with the technology and doing not face-to-face -face type work, was it because of the learning curve for the client, or was it all about the confidentiality fear of not having things secured? the learning curve about the client, I think. We had to adapt with new technology, confidentiality issues, but the clients, they had some difficulty to adapt to these new methods of meeting their lawyers online. Yeah. As the knowledge manager, were you the one that had to try to build out that learning experience to get the clients on board? I didn't need to do that because every lawyer did understand they had tools they could use. They all tried to bond and to get together more with their clients. From the beginning, they understood this was this was a, a very difficult situation and they had to, everyone contribute with their tools and their experience. So Let, let's go around with a burning question everybody's got. Will, will everybody get a chance to, to do their last big question for you? Monica, would you like to go first? Because I've, I've asked quite a good, I've asked quite some good questions actually. You've well, asked some, some good, pretty good questions. Do you, you want me to go to Jeanetta first? first? Yeah, go on. Do you want me to go to Janetta first? Okay, all right. All right. I don't have a burning question, but I would like to know more about the future of your position in knowledge management in your company and in the Portuguese environment. So we spoke about the past, mm -hmm. we spoke about the present. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the future. What's next in the future in your company and in the law sector in Portugal? Of course, I would love to have a crystal ball but <laughs> but uh, i think it's it's got a tendency to grow the, the knowledge management function role much more adapted nowadays than it was five ten years ago and i think it's going to be a growth position in the company every company i see that it's got um, much more a connection with lawyers than was five to ten years ago some knowledge managers tend to be lawyers too, and they leave to the practice of law to be knowledge managers because it's in their head all the, the structure of the thoughts, how to work in knowledge management. And it's not a role played by other professionals. It's, it's got a, a tendency to grow between lawyers. In Portugal, I think it's it's going to be like this. There are a lot of lawyers interested in the knowledge management role. That's super interesting. Uh, it seems that knowledge management in the law is becoming uh, an evolution of the career and not just uh, a position that you take because you don't want to do the hours, which means that you don't want to do the extra hours. It's a position nine, nine, five, and then that's all. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to renew concentrate, but it seems there is uh, some, something new. And because in the past, uh, that was also a position for uh, lawyers, which didn't want to put a lot of energy yes. and their job. And so it was a plan B. I think they didn't understand the importance, you know, mm. when they reach to the point that they do understand the importance, they want to share their thoughts and the way they think the processes must be inside the company. 
instead of being a, a disregarded role, I think it's starting to grow in, inside the company. It's a needed role. Super positive. I was, I was actually going to yes, say, yes, ServiceNow is a networking event that is run by knowledge managers. And that's actually going to be in Lisboa in November. So do you see more networking events for knowledge managers happening within Portugal? Are there going to be a play, play, you know, Yeah. So there's going to be yes, more and more, do. I think, of that happening, isn't there? Yes, the role yeah. expands and more people are, more, are interested in it. Do you see more of these conferences happening? Yes, I do. For instance, um, No Man is a, a company within an average, and she does have very interesting uh, uh, conferences. And many of them have happened in Lisbon uh, for the last, uh, I believe, couple of years. And we do see more more conferences about uh, knowledge management. So my burning question is this. You keep going back to family as being a cultural plus. Um, not all families get along. I don't know if you, you, you were aware. but Yes. So your family at work gets along pretty good. Who set that culture? Who created that culture to begin with? Professor Sérgio Correia. Professor Servo Correia was the founder of Servo Company. It all started to, to, so he, to perform. So he, he set the standard. This was this. Yes, okay. he did. Okay. A very high one, yeah. for, just for the record. But of course, not all the families get together so well. Yes. And we do have our, our little yeah. challenge. Mm-hmm. What landed you in knowledge management? Excellent. So with all your history of law... Mm-hmm law books, law process, law, 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 law. <laughs> How did you end up in knowledge management? Well, I was invited by the managing partner, Paul Camara, to perform the role of knowledge manager. He did believe we could get together uh, law, my knowledge on law and knowledge management. That's how I got to knowledge management. So you had a personal invitation yes, I did. to get in the knowledge management. Yes. And did you know what it was at that point? I was not aware of all the points, of all the struggle. I was happy that I was invited. I was happy that I could bring my knowledge uh, and my experience. But I did find some discoveries yeah. <laughs> in the way, some good, some bad. So for our listeners, could you provide some advice for someone who's just setting sail into the ocean of knowledge management for the first time without a compass and without a map, what would you tell them to do first? How, what would you advise someone that is trying to understand what that all means to execute the role of knowledge manager well? Well, first of all, be patient and insist. <laughs> Be patient and what? And and insist. Keep, push, keep, push, keep, push, keep, push, 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 yeah, push, yeah. Okay. push, push, exactly, push, because uh, that's what what you're gonna have to do for your entire role of uh, knowledge management. Uh, that's true. Uh, that's true, Edwin. I remember it, and you asked me the same question, and I answered the same way. I cannot agree more with Alexandra. Okay, so persistence. You don't exist if you don't persist and if you don't have patience. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is what? Number two, you have to show the work you're doing. You have to share, share the knowledge, share all the contents, but you cannot flow them more than a certain number of emails and, and so on because they will not read it. So we can't please everybody. 
we need to be patient and persistence and not flood everybody with everything all the time. Where did you get help? Who did you lean on as a brand new knowledge management person? Where did you go for help? Well, first of all, I think in the knowledge management role, we do need to reinvent ourselves every day. I did lean on on my team, my lawyer's team, the ones that I told you that were the links to knowledge management role. I did lean with uh, my team, my coordinator's team. They do orient me for what the budget allows us to do, what we are meant to do, what are the partner's concerns. So that's what I did. I mean, always learning every day. What was your external resource? Was there a book? Was there a university? Was there anything that was helpful to you to get started? I did uh, attend a couple of conferences. I did read a book about knowledge management from Ellen. Oh, Ellen Russell, the lawyer. Yes, I did meet her in one conference. And what's the name of the text? Knowledge Management Handbook. I tried to create a good networking with other knowledge managers in Portugal. We did share our thoughts and our pains. It comforted me because they did have the same pains that I did. On one way, it comforted me. But in the other hand, it worried me because there was no solution yeah. at sight. That's why I say it's challenging role. So is it a creative role for you? What Did you feel challenged in a creative way? Yes, I did. I do every day. Tell me more. Because we always have to adapt to new situations. We always have to please it. and to be heard. <laughs> yes, because it's difficult to please in a good way, you know, but it's difficult to put your attention into knowledge management because for lawyers, the most important is the client, mm. but they need to see that to achieve efficiency and effectiveness, they do need the background yep. of knowledge management. Yep. Monica, you're um, up. Let's hear the magic question. Question a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> are you questioned, questioned out, out, Monica? Are you just, you're all done. You're uh, questioned out. Okay. Janetta, do you have anything left? No, I think we covered all the main uh, aspects of knowledge management in a law firm in Portugal. Yeah. And I'm very happy to listen to something different, which really represents another type of working um, and into KM, mm-hmm. into law firm. We had several um, you know, podcasts with other law, uh, law specialists, let's say in this way, and I can see and I confirm mm-hmm. that knowledge management performed in US and the UK is completely different from other countries like in Portugal. And this is an asset. This is a real value. So thank you very much, Alexander, for bringing uh, to us your experience, your point of view, and best of luck for your successful KM position with your company. Thank you very much. I thank you all for the invitation and for taking your time to listen to me and to my company. Is there a professional association of knowledge management folks in your part of the world? Is there a an association, just like law has associations for the lawyers to be a part of, mm-hmm. does knowledge management have an association? No, not yet. It's one thing, it's in my mind. We couldn't implement that yet. The same idea exactly has an association with law firms, but we did not yet do that. Okay. When's that going to start? This year? 
I'm, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> maybe spring, spring of 23, maybe. 23, maybe, what, maybe. What's 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 the name of the association going to be? I, I still haven't named it. <laughs> 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 just a soft yet. But you could help me then. After. I can help. I'm very helpful. Yes. Thank you. Do you have cookies? Question, a good person to speak to would be Sue Lacey Bryan. Sue Lacey Bryan would be a great person to speak to in regards to oh. uh, setting up a, uh, mm. looking at um, how you could use an association mm -hmm. as a lever. Um, because she helped support SILIP, which is uh, the Chartered Institute of Librarians and Information Professionals in the UK. And she's now changing it so it has more of a knowledge management feel, right. not just um, librarians. Right. So she'd be right. a great person to speak to to find out lessons right. learned. Yes. Well, thanks for being here, Alexandra. It was a joy to meet you, and we want to hear Thank more you. of your activities. And have us back when we hear about the alliance that you formed, and we'll talk <laughs> about that. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> and other things. I'm, I'm game. You've been listening to the KM Lobby Show, sponsored by Pioneer Knowledge Services. Thank you for being a part of today's discussions. The music was provided by Monologue Rockstars. The name of that piece was At the Restaurant. The executive producer for this show is Janetta Guelli. Monica, myself, and Janetta, we thank you, and we would hope to have you on to talk about your knowledge management journey.